What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Born Again Biker Podcast. I'm your host, Mouthpiece. I'm the pastor of Victory Biker Church, Maine. This podcast is a place to discuss real, practical Christianity, biblical truth, and what it means for the motorcycle community. So hang on to your handlebars. Let's ride. Good morning, church. It's Pastor Chris from Victory Biker Church, Maine. And you're listening to the Born Again Biker Podcast. And man, I got a good one for you guys this morning. We are still in the book of Acts. We're in Acts chapter 13. And, you know, I, I just love what God is showing us. You know, I say that every day, but I just get amazed every day as, as God opens up new windows of thought and new windows of teaching to me uh, that I get to share them with you guys. So we're in uh, chapter 13. Uh, we're going to read verse 1 through verse 12. It says, Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manian, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping in the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So, after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So, Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They, were down, they went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed to the island of Cyprus. There, in the town of Salmas, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Afterward, they traveled to the town, from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer and a false prophet named Barjesus. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elimus, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye, and he said, You son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, an enemy of all that is good, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hands of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly, a mist, of darkness, a mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. And when the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer and was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. All right, so let's... Let's kind of go back and let's let's take a look at this here. We've got Barnabas and Saul who are, at this point, they are still fairly new uh, in, in the discipleship. And at this point, you know, they, the disciples are sitting around and they're, they're at the, uh, the church in Antioch of Syria. And God says, I want you to appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So Barnabas and Saul, they're getting their first job and they're, they're going to get the opportunity for the first time to go out by themselves, uh, to go out, you know, God sent people out in twos 
and he was sending them out for the first time to, to do his work on their own. So this was a very serious thing for, for the disciples to do, you know, because so, if you notice, they were praying and they were fasting and they were worshiping the Lord. And God says, I want you to send out Barnabas and Saul. And they didn't just say, yep, okay, you know, that's cool. What they did was they prayed and they fasted more. <clears throat> they pressed into God and they they really, really just made a way to get themselves all prepared to send their brothers out to do the work of God. They, they prayed, they fasted, they filled themselves with the spirit of God so they could lay hands on their brothers and send them out. They made sure that they were right as the church, as the disciples. They were making sure that they themselves were prayed up and right so they could send out their brothers. And, you know, that's something that I think that the, the church misses nowadays is they want to send people out. They want to lay hands on each other and they want to do their thing. But they're not making sure that they're good with God first. And, you know, we, we always say, oh, you know, I'm always good with God. Well, that that's not true. We all sin, church. We all sin and we all fall short of the glory of God. And, you know, is there something in your life that you've got you've to check yourself on and, and say, you know what, God, I'm sorry for this. You know, I, I'm, I acted a certain way. I lashed out in anger or I talked about somebody or I just had some wrong thoughts or I had an inappropriate thought. You know, is there something in your life that's holding you away from the full glory of God? And if there's something that's holding you away from the full glory of God, then you shouldn't be laying your hands on anybody as a leader of the church or as any kind of disciple. You shouldn't be laying hands on anybody and praying until you get yourself right. And that, that's this is a great example of getting ourselves right before we decide we're going we're gonna to do anything for other people. They prayed and they fasted. So after, you know, they, after more prayer and more fasting, they laid their hands on them and they sent them out. That's a huge thing for me, and I, I, I don't want to dwell on that for too long, but it's about checking yourself and getting yourself right before you decide you're going to commission other people into your ministries. But anyways, let's go back to our scripture. Barnabas and Saul, they're, they're sent out by the Holy Spirit, okay? Uh, and what, what better way to be guided than by the Holy Spirit? They, so they they sail off. They go out. They go down to the harbor and they sail off to Cyprus. And you know they 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 go into the the synagogue. You know they they go into the church and it's like yeah hey we we want to we want to talk to you guys about something and they preach the word of God and you know and I'm sure you know they they had an opportunity to to share the gospel of Jesus Christ during that time and it it must have been an amazing scene and an amazing feeling for them for the first time to actually get out and share but so they they finally they start traveling around and they get to to Paphos and there's this guy he he's a Jewish sorcerer and his name, you know, Bar Jesus, you know, basically false Jesus. 
you know, and his, his, so his name is Bar Jesus and he's basically made himself attached there and indispensable to the governor of Paphos. And he says to them, you know, Hey, look, you know, I understand what you guys are saying is cool, but I got a good gig going on here and I really don't want you to mess it up. So the governor who, who it says here is an intelligent man. He invites Barnabas and Saul to, to visit with him so he can hear the word of God, so he can hear the things that Jesus has done, so he can hear the things and how God is moving through the world. And Bar-Jesus, he, he says to the governor, you know, um, you don't want to listen to anything that they say. You know, it's not right. It's not good. You know, listen to me. I, I, I've been with you this whole time. And, you know, trust me. Trust me, governor. So his whole purpose was to stop the governor from believing in Jesus. So Paul, you know, one of the things that I absolutely love about Paul is I love Paul's boldness throughout the whole New Testament. I love Paul's boldness. So he calls the dude out. He's like, look, Bar Jesus, you son of the devil, you're Full of every sort of deceit and fraud and enemy of all things that are good. When are you going to stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Calls him out, you know, and, and this is, you know, we've been talking a lot about false prophets and false teachers here in our house and in our Bible study and in our small groups lately. And this, this is the calling out of, of the false prophets and the false teachers here. You know, this is, this is something that it happened then and it happened. It, sh- it needs to happen now. You know, we've got celebrity pastors and we've got people that are teaching a false doctrine and they need to be called out. And, you know, they are no more powerful than anybody. They are teaching something that is incorrect. And they are the sons of the devil. They're full of every kind of deceit and they're intentionally trying to lead people away from the Lord and lead them to themselves. They're trying to make themselves more important than Jesus. And I'm sorry, church, if you never learn anything else from me ever, learn this. There is, if someone is trying to pull you in the direction of themselves, if they're showing you their importance and and showing you how great they are, that is not of God that they are. If they are not pointing you directly to Jesus and showing you Jesus Christ, not religion, not rules, not man-made garbage. If they're not showing you Jesus Christ, then it's false. It's false. It says here, when will you stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? And oh my goodness, church, we are at that point. We are at the point where we need to start calling out other ministry for perverting the ways of the Lord, for doing things for their own gain, for doing things that are not drawing people to Christ, that are drawing people to themselves. And what happens to those people? What happens to this guy? You know, what happens to this sorcerer who, who's trying to make himself more important and not letting 
the message of Jesus come through. What happens to him? He gets punished by God. He gets punished by God. You know, Paul calls him out and Paul's like, you know what, dude? You're spiritually blind, so we're going to make you physically blind. And Paul speaks it out and says, look, you're not going to be able to see the light for a while. Maybe by now somebody will be able to take you by the hand and show you the way. Because if we take away all the physical distractions for you and you can't see, maybe just maybe you'll let somebody lead you to Christ now. And I believe that's what he's talking about here because he makes him blind and he starts begging for someone to take him by the hand and lead him. If you're not living for Jesus and you're not walking his ways, you're blind, church. You're blind. You're spiritually blind. Won't you let someone take you by the hand? Put away your ego. Put away your self-importance and let someone take you by the hand and show you the way. Because there's only one way. There's only one way, church, and that is through Jesus Christ. It is not anything to do with you. It has nothing to do whatsoever with me. It has nothing whatsoever to do with his church. It has everything to do with Jesus Christ because he is the truth, the light, and the way. And when the, when the governor saw what happened, the governor believed he believed and he was astonished by the teaching of the Lord Jesus, by, about the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes, sometimes people need to be made an example of for other people to see. And for this church, I'm going to leave it right there. I know that was, a, that was a little bit darker than we normally talk about, but you know, sometimes, sometimes the things that we need to talk about are, aren't sunshine and puppies. So church, I'm going to leave this here for you. I love you. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.